Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, it's your girl Breenie Lee and welcome to the Pep Talk podcast where we have real raw relatable conversations with the Pep Talk you need. You have the power to create your future with the choices that you make today. What do you bring to the table? Baby, I am the table. Love yourself a little bit more than that, ladies. Come on. Dust settles, queens don't. And don't forget, know your worth and then add tax. Period. But I wanted to talk to you guys about sis, she ain't your friend. And the reason why I want to talk about this topic is because I feel like as women, we have a tendency to call people our friends before they've had a chance to prove themselves. And I was talking about this on my live a few days ago. Follow me on Instagram if you're not following me there. We think that love bombing is only done by men or narcissists, but a lot of women love bomb other women into friendships, into relationships with them. This is just going to be like a chit chat. I'm going to share some of my experiences and I don't really have much direction for today so just flow with me. I was talking to someone the other day and I was basically saying how the reason why men seem to keep their friendships for longer and it seems like their friendships are stronger and deeper is because as women naturally we are very relational. We feel loved by talking and communicating and diving deep and sharing. That's how we as women get our sense of worth by community and being together and being in friendships you know from such young ages we've always been in groups we are like wolves we hang around in packs and we get our sense of identity and our sense of belonging by being in groups and so when we meet new women especially if you have a predisposition to being quite friendly and quite open and quite bubbly you may seem to attract a lot of people I think the reason why men keep their relationships longer is because I think women we connect so fast and then we disconnect just as fast so we kind of dive in super quickly and we dive out as quickly as we dove in dove in is that a word as quickly as we dived in <laughs> i told you guys it's late we attach quickly and then we share so much so much we open up so much i was recently just watching love island and the girls had been in the villa for like what two three days and they were already telling each other that they love each other i would probably be that girl like yeah oh love you babe like you're my my best friend they were like telling each other like you're my best friend it's been three days sis like relax but some of you may be able to relate you meet someone you feel like you just connect to them so quickly you have so many similarities and you just kind of want to connect so quickly and I think that's one of the things that we need to avoid doing moving forward because it is a way to protect yourself so I find that men take slower to connect but when they do connect it's real women connect fast and it's superficial but when men connect it's slower and 
it's real. So that's one thing. We love bomb each other as women. And I know I've definitely been love bombed in friendships, especially new friendships. They'd be like, really, I love you so much. Like, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. And it's not the fact that I need affirmation. But if someone's being positive and kind and showing you affection, especially if you don't feel like you're receiving it from your other friends at that time, you kind of put your guard down. You're like, oh, this is nice. She's such a nice person. She's such a sweetie. She's so kind. She's so loving. Like, I love this for me. But women can love bomb you too. And I've definitely been love bomb in new friendships whereby, you know, they want to be my best friend straight away. They want to call me, text me every single day. And to be honest, I feel like at the moment, I know we're talking about friendships and we're talking about bad friends, but I honestly feel like I'm a bad friend at the moment. And I think the reason why I'm a bad friend is because I'm a bit jaded from certain experiences that I've experienced recently. And it's made me like go into my shell. Honestly, I don't really answer the phone. My friends call me a lot and I don't answer the phone because I just want to be by myself. And I think when I look back on an experience I had last year, it really made me close up emotionally. And the idea of friendships wasn't appealing to me anymore. So I'll share this quick story with you. This girl who I'd been friends with since like church days. So probably met her when I was like 19, 20, started hanging around when I was about 23, 24. But then she would cut me off. And then all of a sudden, a few months later, she'll come back and she'll act like nothing happened, but she'll distance herself. So the reason why I knew I was cut off is because whenever I was around her, she'd always tell me that she's cutting this friend off, cutting this friend off, cutting this friend off. When I realized that she was distancing herself from me, I was just like, okay. I remember she told me one time when we were riding in a car together, I was playing Beyonce or something. At the time, she was like enjoying it or whatever. But then she told me like, oh, I can't be around Brini because Brini listens to Beyonce. <laughs> She's basically trying to say that I was making her feel like some kind of way. And I understand like sometimes we are so spiritual. Like there's certain times in our lives where we want to be connected to God and we have to kind of shut out outside influences. But she almost made it seem like I was a devil or something. Anyway, fast forward, it's been on and off, on and off, on and off for years, 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 years. I feel like I've always been quite consistent with her, consistent with how I treated her, consistent with my loyalty and my love for her, even when she cut me off. I never confronted her about it, let's just say that. Fast forward, few years of like in and out in and out but in 2021 I kind of stepped up and was like you know what I feel like I can be a better friend to her and I want to show her and maybe the reason why she acts that way is because of me so I said to myself you know what I want to be consistent I'm going to put all of my energy into this one friend and she was going through a lot at the time and I was really there to support her you know I would call her every day we would like read the bible we would pray I would send her videos I'd ask her to like fast with me at the time I just don't feel like she was on that way she was saying she wanted to change but I didn't feel like she really wanted to and I was definitely on that flex of we need to do better we need to be better women of God like fix up and that was my MO and so I was making all the efforts to calling her calling her calling her and it's interesting when I started being the one calling her I realized that well hold on it's not me it's also you because you're saying you want this level of friendship with me but at the same time you're not reciprocating that like, you're not giving that energy back there's so much to this story and I don't really want to dive into all the crevices because we'll be here 
hair all night. But there was a time when she was riding in a car with two of my friends. She had recently lost someone close to her, like maybe two years prior to that. And she was sitting in the car and I was in the back with my two other friends. And she was just saying, oh, I feel like I don't have friends. I feel like I don't have anyone to talk to. I don't feel like I have any friends. And I'm sitting in the back like, bitch, I'm your friend. What the hell are you talking about? Why are you saying this in front of my friends? What are you doing? And you've never had this conversation with me. Why would you do that kind of thing? And I just felt like she wanted sympathy at that moment. Anyway, fast forward, when I was putting in all the effort and I realized that it wasn't me, it was actually her not making the effort, I stopped. And during that time, she had spoken to one of my friends who had told her I said this and did this. Meanwhile, that friend didn't like her either. And so she just texted me, now I know what type of person you are, blah, blah, blah. At that point, I'd already like given up because I was like, you know what? This relationship is one-sided. I thought it was me, but turns out it's not me, it's actually you. And then I messaged her back and I was like, yeah, like I, I feel the same way. I've tried and you don't reciprocate the energy. So we fell out. So fast forward, let's say eight, nine months later, found out that someone close to her had passed away and I found that out through a mutual friend. So me being obviously the person I am, obviously I reached out to her and I offered her my condolences and stuff like that. Even though we weren't talking, I didn't think we were going to be talking again. I wished her my condolences and then she was thankful that I reached out to her and then we kind of just started talking like we usually do. Like every time we come back together, we talk like nothing happened because that's just the connection that we had. I let her come over, I let her spend the days at mine just to kind of take her mind off a few things. Obviously she was planning the funeral so she had to get stuff together, whatever, whatever. Hannah was with her to buy her hair and all that kind of stuff. The day of the funeral comes and at the time I didn't have my car. I was in between buying a new car. I traveled all the way down way yonder to the funeral of her loved one and I was there to support her. You know, cried, 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 cried. And then because I wasn't driving, one of her friends was with her boyfriend at the time and they offered to give me a lift. So in between the funeral and the reception, there was a cremation which we wasn't invited to. So we decided to go to the shopping center and kind of kill some time. So me and her friend got to talking and it was just crazy because we know of each other but we don't know each other like that so my friend would always talk about her and obviously vice versa she was always talking about me to her so anyway we sat down and we were just talking about said friend and we realized that a lot of the things that I felt that she would do to me she was also doing to her so it was almost a relief to realize that yo I'm not crazy like yeah it's not just me this is just who she is this is what she does and honestly I felt bad you know talking about her during funeral of her loved one but I feel like it had to happen that way the friend was telling me basically that she talks about me in a negative way I was shocked because this friend will swear up and down that she loves me off like she'll talk to me talk to my friends about me like I'm the best thing since sliced bread and let's be clear I don't need anybody to worship me so anything that you say to me or any compliment you gave me is because you want to give it I'm not asking or begging for it but she was always very open about how much she loved me and how much of a sister I was to her so to hear that she was talking about me behind my back to this friend and basically telling her things that I've told her in private I was like wow that's kind of wow so we returned to the funeral reception and I'm trying my hardest to you know act normal and act like yeah everything is fine but knowing all this information I'm just like Ugh. God, this is awkward. At the end of the day, I feel like I'm a loyal friend. So I was always going to be loyal to her. I didn't feel like um, I need to cut her off. I was just like, this is very strange. I never knew that this is how she would treat me. To cut a long story short, I did mention to you guys that I had been riding in the car of a boyfriend and girlfriend, basically. Mind you, that day that I went to the funeral was my mum's actual birthday, my mum's 60th birthday. So I missed that day spending with her to go to this person's funeral. And so like I spent the whole day there. And then in the evening, one of my other friends had a 
bridesmaid dinner that I was a bridesmaid so bridesmaid dinner and I also went to that and it happened to be like two minutes around the corner from where the funeral reception was so I'm downstairs getting changed or whatever and all the girls left and went upstairs so the guy had waited for me because I had left all of my stuff downstairs in the reception I was like where's everybody else and he was like they're upstairs so we went upstairs and then his girlfriend had gone missing so he's calling her calling her no answer I'm like can I get her number I didn't have a number I don't really know her past that day so I was standing outside and I was asking him for her number mind you my friend is standing outside also with her other friend not to mention when I changed my clothes into a new outfit that I had bought this girl my said friend was literally watching me I see up in the corner of my eye she was like watching me like like she wants to make a compliment but she was also like but she thinks she's going like that kind of thing. So she was standing outside talking to our friend. So I asked the guy, can I have your girl's number? And so he gives it to me. So then he's like, I think she's around the corner at my friend's house. I'm going to my friend's house. So I'm driving in that direction. But I can give you a lift to the bridesmaid's dinner where you're going. And I was like, oh, great. Fine. No worries. That's great. Thank you so much. So obviously I say my goodbyes to my friend and I get in his car, sit in the back. He drops me off and then he goes and finds the girl. Obviously I go to the dinner. Everything is fine. I'm thinking that everything is good. I don't care for my friend. So the next day, the day after I'm at afternoon tea and I'm with my mum and then this girl her friend see like I texted her it was good talking to you blah 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 she's texting me and I'm like hey how are you like is everything okay and she's like no not really I'm like having to talk to someone and this person is trying to lie to me and convince me of something that's not true and I'm like sis what are you talking about I'm like in my mind I'm like, I have anything of who she's talking about but I'm not sure I'm out with my mum so I will call you when I get home so then when I get home we literally spent like three hours on the phone together this girl was telling me that after the funeral my said friend called her and said to her you notice anything strange at the funeral and she was like no and she was like do you notice anything between Brini and your boyfriend she's like no and then my said friend said to her yeah because after the funeral when you went missing she asked for his number and she was like no she didn't she asked for my number and how I know that is because he told me after he dropped her off and he told me that he was dropping her off to the dinner as well so my said friend is trying to insinuate something was going on between me and her boyfriend. So instead of you grieving, you are quick to call up this girl and chat about me, your friend, that took the whole day off to come to your loved one's funeral while your other friends only came to the evening. Don't piss me off. You want to talk about me having something with another girl's boyfriend. And so the girl was like, no, that's not the case. That's not what happened. And then my said friend was like, oh, well, you need to be careful of girls like that. She was like, well, you know, really, would she do something like that? And my friend was like, yeah. And so this girl's on the phone to me and she's like, honestly, Brini, I didn't spend the day with you. I would have believed her because she's your friend. Your friend is saying this about you. I would believe her. And I was like, wow. On top of the other things you told me about that she was saying about me, this too. I was like, wow, that is really evil. And so she was like, yeah, so the next day, because I wasn't giving off anything, because I didn't say anything, or I wasn't buying into what she was trying to insinuate, she called me and she was like, basically, you have to be careful about girls like her. And I can't remember the conversation, but she was like, I have never seen Brini take anyone's man, but Brini thinks she's the shit. So be careful. This is my friend who just days prior to that, let her stay at my house, cried with her, prayed with her, sitting in my yard. And instead of you to be grateful that I even came to this funeral, since we was even been talking for eight months you want to start gossiping that's what it is gossiping about me to your friend that doesn't even know me at that point in time washed my hands of her washed 
my hands of her. And her friend was basically saying to me, she's jealous of you. And her sister said, yeah, he's jealous of Brini. And I'll say this on my live, like nobody that is normal walks around thinking that people or their friends are jealous of them. It's only them insane women that are like, this person jealous of me, this person jealous of me, this person that jealous of me. Like no sane person actually wants to believe that other people are jealous of them because it's like, there's no need to be jealous of me. Everything that I have, if you're my friend, is yours. You want to use my house. You want to come with me to an event. You want to go on holiday with me. I've got you. You're my friend. You're my people. You're my sister. Anything that I've got is yours. So there's no need to be jealous. That's how I look at it. Sometimes I'm so naive. I'm just like, jealous? Like, no, 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 She loves me. Like, no, she really has my back. She's really supportive. Like, she's really there for me. All now, this person's jealous of you. Jealous of you to the point of spreading lies and rumors and talking about you behind your back. I don't think I've ever experienced that in my life like that on to that degree and days before that happened I poured my heart out to this girl I was telling her things that I only write in my diary I was telling her things that I haven't or never told anybody else never poured myself out raw 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 and then now you're stubbing me in the back that hurt my feelings that hurt me deep and I feel like when it comes to friends I have never experienced true genuine authentic love from a close friend on a consistent basis for a long length of time, shall I say. I have newer friends now who love me, who support me, but they're not close to me. But I think since childhood, since school, I've always had, especially when I came into like my teenage years, I've always had bad examples of friends. And it's made me jaded to the point where I've become a bad friend. Not in a bad friend of doing things spitefully. I reach out, 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 but I never get that same thing back. And I think now I'm just like, I'm I'm actually good by myself. I used to want friends so badly, but now I'm just like, you know what, it's actually cool. I'm good right now. And I guess that is a defense mechanism because I would love to have a best friend. I would love to have like a real bestie, not just by title or saying it by word. I would love to have a best friend who loves and cares about me and there's no animosity, there's no secret hidden agendas. Oh, I would love that. Hey guys, so I am going to interject. I feel like I've been able to appreciate the friends that I do have in the way that they choose to show up for me because everyone's not going to be that friend for me. I think saying bad friends is a bit of a stretch. I would just say not having friends that gave me what I needed. I feel like I'm also learning that I also do have to communicate what I need and what I'm looking for in a friendship. You can't just assume people know how to be a friend to you because everybody requires different things from a friendship. I know that I'm not the friend that I need you to call me every day. But I do need you to check up on me in different ways. Or even if it's just once a week, I do want you to check up on me. But there's also a way that I need you to do it because I am very, 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 very busy. So I can't just answer your call because I might be doing something that requires my undivided attention. Like, so I would require someone dropping a text message first and saying, hey, Brini, can I talk to you right now? Or are you busy? I'll be like, no, I'm busy. We can speak at this time. Then we can speak at the time. I need someone that is able to understand me and my needs. However, I also need to be grown enough to be able to communicate that effectively to those who are around me. And not only that, I have to be honest about what I can offer in return. Because sometimes what I am looking for, when I do receive it, I don't recognize it. So therefore I downplay it and I'm just like, oh, they're not meeting my needs, even though they're trying. Because I'm not aware of what they're trying to do, I sometimes can downplay that. And there have been many times when friends have wanted to be closer to me and I've had to tell them straight up that I just don't have the capacity for a friendship and I know that sounds so savage it was just my truth at the time I just couldn't and I think 
I've learned that my love language, not my love language, my attachment style and friendships is very avoidant. So it's like, I want to be close. When they try to get close to me, I start feeling suffocated and I feel uncomfortable. Like I said, I'm not the friend that you can talk to every single day. I'm very, very busy and I just don't have the time. And it's like, because I'm so involved in my job and my job involves talking and talking and talking and talking to a lot of people and managing, you know, feelings and emotions and people. When I do get a moment to myself, I just don't want to talk. And even the days in which I'm not doing anything, I'm not busy, I need that time in order to detach and just be by myself. So I may be able to drop you a text message, but I don't want you to call me. And I know it sounds like being in a relationship with a toxic guy, but sometimes that's just it for me right now. But I'm definitely learning what my attachment style is in friendships and how I can better improve on that attachment so I can be more secure. Like it is a learning process. And I think when you've been constantly hurt by women and you are a woman, it just hurts to be open and vulnerable with someone and they stab you in the back or they don't reciprocate it or it's one-sided. And I think that one thing that we have to realise is that we can be a friend to someone, but it doesn't mean that they're a friend to us. And I think for a long time, I've definitely called people my friends who were not my friends. I overestimated their part or their position in my life. And because I felt like I was a friend to them, I just assumed that they were a friend to me. But it's not until you actually stop and think, what do you do for me? Like, are you there for me? Do you love me? Are you judgmental of me? Are you critical of me? Are you absent when I need you check in on me? And I think in this social media age where everything is so online, your friends think that because they like your photo or because they're watching your story, you're good. Like what happened to texting and asking how are you doing? What happened to checking in on someone? And I remember last July, I was going through it. Like I was going through major depression. I did not feel good. I didn't feel like myself. And there was no one there to be found. Nobody knew I was experiencing the things that I was experiencing. And because I'm an influencer, it's so tricky because my job is online. So I still have to create content. I still have to be present to content wherever I go. But because I'm present online, my friends can look at that and think that Brini's living the life. Brini is okay. You know, they say check on your strong friend. I'm that strong friend, not because I'm trying to be, just because I have no choice. If I fell apart, I don't know what people around me would do. I probably am underestimating them because if I ever did fall apart, I guess I would be good. But strong people feel like they can't fall apart. So then they always give the impression of strength and they're doing fine, they're doing good, even when they're not. So it almost feels like no one can find a way that everyone thinks you're good. People feel like, how can I help someone that doesn't look like they need help? But I want you guys to know everybody needs help. Everyone needs attention. Everyone needs you to check in on them. Everyone needs to feel like you care about them. Forget how many followers they have. Forget how many subscribers they have. Forget the fact that they're successful in life. Forget the fact that they're making a lot of money. Forget the fact that they're famous. People need to know that they are loved and that they are cared for. But I will say that it is so incredibly hard for someone to be there for you when you don't show weakness. If you're always coming across strong, like people help people who are weak. Like think about our day to day. If you saw someone struggling in the street, if you saw that someone dropped something, if you saw someone maybe was disabled or needed help with something, your natural reaction would be to try and help them and save them. But I think especially as strong women or strong people who have had to be strong all their lives, 
survive, it is really, really difficult to, you know, create a space of weakness whereby someone can feel. So I'll share with you guys an example. I was on social media the other day and I was reading a post about a girl saying that when she was, you know, she didn't have this, her friend was there for her and she didn't have a car, her, her friend gave her her car. And it was just so beautiful to see all these stories of people with genuine friendship. It made me think, no one has ever done that for me because I've never been at a place where I really needed someone's help. And that kind of goes back to the whole like control thing. Like when you're a controlling person and you're a person that wants to be strong all by themselves, you actually don't allow any space for weakness. You kind of have it all covered. So no one can actually be there to help you because you don't need help. Or maybe if you do need help, because you're so used to just doing it all by yourself, no one can ever help you. So you'll never have those beautiful testimonies because you've never been tested in that way. So I personally, I've never been homeless. I've never gone without food, you know, been so down and out that I couldn't pull myself out of that ditch, you know? So, but there was a moment when I was going through my breakup where one of my friends was, was there for me and, you know, they were there for me. And as much as I still wanted to be this like strong greenie, like I'm cool, it was definitely nice to have that support because it's like in those moments, that's where those friends can really show up for you. But if you're always acting like you're so tough, it is so hard for people to be there for for you and it can have you feeling like yo no one cares about me but you never really give anyone the opportunity to show that they care for you that they're there for you or if you've never had money problems how can someone give you money if you've never been homeless how can someone offer you their space if you've never been down or show that you're down with your mental health how can someone pray with you you know you, you can see what i'm saying right and so i take full responsibility for always appearing to be strong because it's like if i fall apart who's gonna catch me. Like I literally live by myself. If anything happened to me, nobody would know because nobody checks in. And I'm not saying nobody. I'm not saying all my friends, but my core friends, the friends that should be there every day for me, I could be dead. I could be in this house dead for 10 days. They wouldn't even know. And that's really bad. I want to say that a lot of the friends that we call friends are just acquaintances. And I always like to give the analogy of circles. There's three circles, the core, the inner circle, and the outer circle. The outer circle are acquaintances. The inner circle are your friends' friends and your core is like your core one or two people they even may be a sibling or something acquaintances are not core acquaintances are not in the circle right and inner circle are not acquaintances a lot of our friendship woes happen because we're not putting people in the right space in the right categories so we're overestimating their importance our importance to them like I may have put let's say Sarah in my inner circle but if she was to draw her own diagram I would be in her outer circle I would be listed as her acquaintances and that's I think how we get hurt we overestimate people in our lives and I think when you haven't really ever known true friendship and relationships there's a tendency to inflate a person's relevance in your life oh that person came round and they cooked for me and they bought me flowers and they check up on me and they text me and they do xyz but that may just be who they are as a person their real true core friends get all of them it's not only what they do for them they get their heart, their soul, their raw emotions. So I think a lot of our issues happen when we overestimate people's place in our lives and when we dive into friendships too fast because friendship is like a tree. You have to build your roots. And if you haven't gone through anything and if your relationship hasn't been tested, you can't really call yourself friends. And we have to understand that friendship is a two-way street. Both parties have to be contributing. And I think we mistake friendships where we may have commonalities or shared experiences. Let's say you go to the same school, you work in the same workplaces. Most of your colleagues are not your friends. People that you go to school with 
They're not your friends. They're your classmates. People that you work with, they're your colleagues. They're not your friends. You may see them every day, but they're not your friends. People that go to your church, you may see them every Sunday, but they're not your friends. Just because you get on with someone does not make them your friend. And it's like, unless you actively make the effort to make those acquaintances close friends or inner circle, it's actually not going to happen by itself. Those acquaintances are going to stay arm's length from you. As much as you can kiki and ha-ha, there will never be more unless you guys both put in the time and effort to make it more. And I think I looked this early when I was probably like in my teens. I think I always realised and noticed this when it came to weddings. I always thought that I should have got an invite to this person's wedding because they go to my church. And it's like, eh, really, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. And I'm totally fine with it because I always ask myself if I was to get married, would they be invited? And the answer is usually no. So I don't know why I get mad. But I always used to assume, damn, you didn't invite me to your wedding. I thought we were friends. I think that's when sometimes when these things happen, whether it's a birthday party, whether it's a wedding, whether it's a graduation, whether it's any big achievement that someone's having and you're not invited, I think these moments show you how they see you. And it's not for you to get mad or you to get upset. It's for you to take a few steps back and be like, oh snap, she really didn't invite me. I guess we're not as close as I thought we were. And I think we need to date our friends like we date men and don't lock in too fast. And one thing for me about friendship is that I'm looking at your character Character. That's what makes a friend. It isn't what they do for me. It's about their character. And I've had certain characters around that. I've liked what they do for me. But as a person, you're not my type of person. Your spirit is off. You're mean. You're a hater. You talk about other people. You're negative. Your character's off. And so for me, I may hang around you. I may go out with you. But you can never be my friend because my friends have good character. They treat him, her, him, her all the same. They don't change how they treat, I don't know, the waiter or the mailman or a child or elderly person. They are genuinely loving and consistent all round. And I want someone to love me who is loving, someone who is naturally loving, whether it's me or anybody else, they're going to be consistent. And I think it's important that when we're meeting people or we're looking for friends that we test the character and testing the character takes time to you can't just lock in with someone, you can't hold someone that you love them or like your best friend because you've been out five times. Date your friends how you date men and slow down. And I think when it comes to friendships nowadays, everything seems to be quite transactional. You come to my event because I came to your event. You lend me money because I lent you money. You give me this because I gave you this. That's not love. Love is not transactional. Love gives because it wants to give. Even if I got nothing back, I'm not keeping scores. I'm not saying, oh, you did this, you owe me this. That's not love, guys. That's not friendship. Friendship gives and gives and keeps on giving because the other person is also giving and giving and keeping on giving. So your tanks are both continuously full. What happens when one tank is empty and the other person is full? Because that person keeps on taking and taking and taking and this person has no boundaries. So they keep on taking and taking and taking and you keep on letting them, they're draining you and your relationship is one-sided. They're not your friend, they're using you. Write a list of what have they done for you lately. Not to keep score, but to check if they have the makings of a friend, which is a giver. They haven't given to you anything recently. Time. Gifts. I'm a gift giver. I'm a cancer. I'm a gift giver. I like giving gifts. And I probably like it even more because I know what it feels like not to receive for so long. So I like giving. When I have money, I like to give and give and give and give. I like people to feel valued. So does this friend of yours, do they give their time? Do they give their support? Do they give monetarily? What do they do for you? And so I don't want this video to be too long, but here are a few signs that someone is not your friend. Number one obvious sign is that they're jealous 
jealous and they are envious. How you can tell this is how do they react when someone else gives you a compliment? How do they react when something good happens to you? Do they smile and say congratulations but there's a disconnect in them? Do they constantly ask you like how did you manage to do this? And it's like you have to have discernment because sometimes they're not asking from a good place. It's coming from an insecure place and that's all jealousy is. It's insecurity. So they feel like you're up here and they feel that they're down here. And I think my problem has always been not meeting people who are on my level. And when I'm saying on my level, I'm not talking about success or money or fame. I'm talking about mentality wise. Because even when I didn't have shit, I thought of myself highly. I have confidence in myself. And I think it's been difficult meeting someone that has the same level of confidence that I do. So when I'm telling them about things or when I'm achieving things or when they come around my house, they can act normal because this is normal. We're successful. This is what we do. Succeeding is like breathing to us. But yeah, having them asking you questions and it's coming from a place of insecurity. I feel like I attract a lot of insecure women and I think it's because I'm so bold. Another sign that someone is not your friend is that they're competing with you. Your friend shouldn't be competing with you. They should be cheering you on because they realise that they're in a different lane. They're not even playing the same game. They're not even in the same race. They're in a different lane. You're both in two different lanes and there's no competition with family. So I like to think friends are your sisters. They're more than friends. They're your blood. There's no need to one-up. Another sign someone is not your friend is if when they're dismissive and judgmental. Your friends are not supposed to judge you. Your friends can correct you while still supporting you. I think when people are judgmental or come across as condescending, I don't like it. Like, I don't like it because I always lead with M first and try to understand where they're coming from and then I'll give my advice afterwards. But I don't give unsolicited advice or if it's something's happening, I don't condemn the person and I've definitely had that done to me. Another sign that someone is not your friend, kind of similar to competing with you and that is someone that is a copycat. You have a hairstyle, next month they have the same hairstyle or the same hair colour or they bought the same shoes that you bought, bought the same clothes, got the same name on Instagram. Like the small things like that. Friends, we like, sometimes we dress alike, sometimes we have the same outfit, sometimes you match unintentionally. But a real friend is like, oh, so I love those pants. Like, where did you get them from? I got them from Zara. Oh, are they still there? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go and get them. That's what friends do. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go get them. But not looking, taking notes of everything that you're doing and changing and, oh, she got filler. Let me go and get filler. Oh, she's got 30 inch hair. Let me go and get 30 inch hair. It's not like, sis, oh, loving the inches. I'm about to go and get me some. It's like, just going to do them and acting like they were always gonna do what you've already done. If that makes sense. I talked about this before, but another sign that someone is not your friend, if the relationship is one-sided, if it's always you reaching out, always you asking to do things, if it's always you planning days out, they're not your friend. If they give a backhanded comment, if they find it difficult to compliment you, if they find it difficult to say something nice about you, they're not your friend. If when they try to compliment you, it's forced or it feels icky inside to your spirit, you always know. If it feels icky to you, it's icky. When a person speaks, not just the words, it's the spirit that also comes forward. Listen to their spirit, not just what they're saying. Because a friend can smile in your face and be the devil behind the mask. Someone can't watch you getting praise from the opposite sex or friend or someone else. If they can't stand that, they're not your friend. If when you're out with guys and they're always trying to put you down in front of men, that's a big sign. They're not your friend. They're in competition with you. They're jealous. They're envious. They're not your friends. They're your enemies. Frenemies. And quickly, I want to talk about outgrowing friends. And I think it's okay to outgrow friends. Sometimes every friend, just because you've known them for 10, 15 years, does not mean that you have to stick with them for life. Sometimes you outgrow each other. Sometimes you change. Sometimes they've changed. And it's not a bad 
bad change. Sometimes it is a bad change. Sometimes they change for the worse. But sometimes you just go in different directions. And just like you would break up with a guy when you feel like it's not going anywhere, it's the same way to also break up with a friend that you don't feel like it's going anywhere either. But I would always say communicate. If your friend has done something that you don't like, tell them about it. They continue to do it, tell them again. If it persists, it's a character flaw, cut them off. Three strikes and you're out. Another thing that I would say, I've got three tips. A lot of things that we women do is assume. We make a lot of assumptions and sometimes it isn't what you think it is. You just need to communicate with them. But when you communicate with them, go in there with open mind. Don't be hard-headed, don't be stubborn. Go in there with open mind. Secondly, reduce your friendship circle. I was in a New Year's class with Tony Gaskins and he basically said, write a list of all the people that have called you in the last seven days. You can do in the last 30 days. Write all of their names down. These are your friends, obviously, if you've spoken to them in the last seven or 30 days. And next to their names, write either promote, demote, or terminate friendship. Who in your life do you need to promote? Do you need to invest more time in? Who do you need to demote? Invest less time in? And who do you need to terminate? Write the list and go through all of your friends and be real with yourself. Third thing that I've written down is to get older friends. I've always been the youngest in my friendship circle because I've always been mature and the level of conversations that I want to be having are not about the Kardashians. It's not about popular culture. It's not about rappers. It's about generational wealth. It's about building legacies. It's about marriage. It's about relationships. It's about friendships. It's about wisdom, knowledge, opening the word of God, Bible study. Those are the conversations that I want to be having, not about what Kylie Jenner did, what Kim Kardashian is doing. You know, I don't care. And when I think about it, the friendships that have been the most drama is when I've tried to hang out with girls that are younger than me. The biggest dramas that I've had in my life have been with two girls that were younger than me. So that says a lot. Age does matter. Age and maturity does mean something. Like girls my age or younger, I just feel like I don't have much in common with them. They are drama. So my advice to you would be to get some older, wiser friends. And I'm going to make a separate video on how to actually make friends. But this video was not that. I just wanted to tell you to reevaluate your friendship. Because we all saw what happened to Shanquilla Robinson. Went on a girl's trip with her friends. They ended up beating her to death while they recorded. And those clearly were not her friends. And so I guess the message I want to leave with you guys is like, be careful who you call friends. Don't throw that word around. Everybody is not your goddamn friend. Most people don't even like you. And women are so catty and women are so petty and so emotional that honestly, really bad. Sometimes I like, I just can't be bothered. I'll be honest with you. I've got some great friends. They might not be super close, but they're good people. They're there for me when I need them. And understand that there's going to be people that you pour into that won't be able to pour back in the same amount that you pour into. And I think you have to evaluate those friendships because I call those people the help. These are people that I help, but they're not my friends. They don't help me. And that's fine. You need different levels of friends, right? There are going to be people that you do more for than they do for you. That's fine. But don't expect more from them than they're able to give you. Sometimes you are just going to be their friend and they're not your friend. And so just to add on, we have to understand that we have different friends for different things, for different friends for different seasons, different friends for different reasons. And sometimes it's not always going to make sense. I've got a friend that is 50 years old. I've got friends that are 46. I've got friends that are seasoned, older women, women that don't look anything like me, that are completely the opposite of me, but they all add such value to me. They all add something to me that is not on a superficial level. But then I also have superficial friends where I can just go out and party with them or there's an event going on. We can go out and we can have a good time. Like, I don't need that person to be my 50-year-old friend. I can appreciate them for what they give me, if that makes sense. And I also think, like, one thing that I'm definitely knowing that I need is friends who celebrate me. One of my love languages is words of affirmation. So words really mean a lot to me. And I think I don't feel loved if my friends aren't giving me words of affirmation. That's 
one thing that I definitely learned. So I recently came back from Paris and I met this amazing girl, Latoya, and she was just so... One thing about Americans, you guys compliment so much and so well and it's just so nice to feel because i just feel like sometimes in london like people people do compliment don't get me wrong but it's it's the warmth that i feel when i'm complimented from some of my american sisters and especially this girl latoya like she made me feel like so good about myself and not in an arrogant way she wasn't gassing me up she was hyping me up and even from she's in dc now i'm in london she's still doing that you know and it just made me realize like what i really need in friendships i don't need you to hold your compliments i need to hear them i need to feel them you know people can think that oh but this person's already giving you 100 compliments why do you need it for me because you matter the most you matter more to me than a random stranger on social media that's why i need it you know so that's one thing i'm definitely learning that i definitely need in a friendship um, and i will say to some of you guys that like, there may be some boundaries that you need to create with some of your friends if you feel like they're taking advantage of your kindness if they're taking your kindness or weakness i'm all for setting boundaries and being like no i said no i said i don't like when you do that i don't like when you talk to me that way i said no so if it persists i'm gonna have to put you out of my friendship circle okay so let's be let's be kind let's be respectful and let's respect each other's boundaries um another thing that i definitely need to learn to do is to actively make time as much as i'm very very busy i really don't have a schedule and i should definitely have one if that's the case i need to be conscientious conscious of actually creating time and making time for you know, my friendships. But at the end of this video, I do want to shout out my real friends and my new friends, my old friends, and the people that they know what it is, okay? I hope that you're not offended by what I said in this video. I love the people that God has placed in my life. They respect the fact that I'm not gonna, I don't want to speak to you every single day. But when we do talk, it's, there's so much love. There's so much. And one thing they accept me, one thing that I do have about the friends that I do have and the ones that love me, one thing that we do have is acceptance. They accept me. They're not gonna be bitching about whenever I call you don't answer the phone. Know your friends and accept them. If you cannot accept them, don't be friends with them because it's not by four. You may not be able to handle a friend like me because when you need to call me, I may not be that friend for you. Or maybe I can be a different type of friend to you, but I'm not gonna, I may not be able to be your close friend if that's what you require. So it's all about knowing what you require from a relationship and also know what you're able to give in friendships as well. That way nobody is mad, no one's upset and you're not falling out over petty dumb stuff okay but at the end of the day friendships do make your life a lot more colorful some women stay in relationships with men because they just don't have that outlet of friend friendship is really really important and i always say this in all my friendship videos if you just have one good friend you are blessed it's quality for sure over quantity thank you for listening to this episode of the pep talk podcast it would mean so much to me if you can leave a review rate this episode